Hey guys, welcome to Mindset Body Bank, the podcast that shares the stories of individuals and their triumphs and tribulations and our rise to success in their particular sports. I'm Rob Blonte, the host and founder. Today we've got a very special guest on, my old friend Eddie Choi. Eddie is a from Korean descent. His parents came over in the mid-60s. Eddie went on to play junior hockey uh, here in the Toronto area. And from there, he received a scholarship and went on to play at Ohio State. Eddie came back and has spent the last 30 plus years making a career out of helping develop young hockey players in the West Metro Toronto area through his hockey school, Eddie Choi Hockey. You can check him out and now tune in and listen to Eddie share his story. If you get something out of today's episode, please like, share, leave a comment. Um, I really appreciate it. Without further ado, let's uh, jump in and listen to my pal, Eddie. Okay. Hey guys, welcome to Mindset Body Bank. I'm Rob Pallante, your host. I am here today with an old friend of mine, Eddie Choi. Eddie, how you doing today, buddy? Good. How are you, Rob? I'm doing awesome. Hey, welcome. And thanks for jumping on the show, guys. Eddie, uh, Eddie is, uh, is uh, he makes me laugh whenever I talk to him. We, we've recently been able to, to connect again. It's been a while. And this is what I love about the sport of hockey is, you know what? You can not talk to a buddy of yours or somebody that you've played with or against for years. Reach out and you're able to connect and pick up right from where you left off. So Eddie has uh, graciously decided that he's going to give me an hour of his time today. We're going to catch up on the podcast. I think this is a, a great opportunity for him to share the exciting things that he is doing and, uh, and share the message that he has behind the development of a lot of young players that have come through his system. So Eddie, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Appreciate, I appreciate it and uh, happy to be here. Eddie, let's start off. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now, and then we're going to dive into your background because it's it's a it's a funny story. And and uh, for those of you that are that uh, are, are listening to this on the podcast, not watching it, um, if you haven't figured out by his name, Eddie Choi, he is uh, he's a Korean descent, a Korean hockey player. Not many of them, but we'll get into that. So so what's going on, Eddie? Tell us what's going on. Just busy. Just uh, you know, I'm. Uh... Training a lot of kids, uh, you know, from uh, really like the rep levels from about uh, seven and up. Uh, training uh, junior guys, pro guys, um, you know, doing a lot of, obviously during the COVID, uh, doing a lot of dry land training as well. So um, a lot of uh, just trying to keep active, uh, leaving a healthy lifestyle. Um, you know, obviously growing up in uh, Toronto Rexdale area, uh, it was all about family and uh, you know, education, um, physical fitness, and uh, just Obviously, being involved in the game of hockey is uh, just a wonderful thing. So it's, it's an amazing uh, just, sport again, you know, to keep us follow, all connected, follow, right? Following follow my passion. That's it, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. So, Eddie, tell us, what, what, what's, how long have you been teaching hockey school? How long have you been running Eddie Choi Hockey? I've been, I've been doing this since uh, my senior year in high school. Uh, so when I graduated from Henry Carr, uh, famous uh, hockey school that uh, – uh, had the likes of Pat Flatley and uh, a lot of great, uh, you know, the Mike Feudas, the Don Modios, uh, the Salvo Mitrovics, uh, a lot of guys gone to U.S. College and OHL and Team Canada and National Hockey League. Uh, you know, that's that's where uh, I wanted to go. And, 
you know, really started my career there. Um, played, obviously, Toronto Marlies growing up, uh, five, city, five City Championship as captain, uh, Henry Carr Jr. B. And then, and, uh, so when I got the offer in, in the late 80s, 88, 89, uh, you know, that summer, people wanted me to start training their kids and would start out with a small group of five or 10 uh, local kids just grew every year. And uh, so basically I've been doing this for since 1988, almost about 30, 32 years in, in, in the hockey school industry. Eddie, you look fantastic for your age. I got to tell you, um, you haven't changed a bit. And I don't know <laughs> if that's those good Korean genes that you got going, but uh, people say I look good for my age. I don't know, dude. I When I, when I first went to uh, Eddie and I reconnected about a month or so ago, and we're, we're working on a, a couple of things together, which uh, we'll hopefully you'll see here soon. But I went to see Eddie at, at uh, we met up at a Starbucks for our first meeting. And I was looking around for, you know, an older Eddie Choi. And it wasn't until I looked at him. And again, we we're all covering our faces <laughs> because of masks. And I'm going, is that him sitting there? Yeah, Jesus, yeah. He looks fantastic for 50 years old. You're 50 now? Yeah, you're 50. You. 50. So, so 50 Eddie, years old, uh, March 26, 1970. Got a boy. Yeah. Got a boy. Well, I got one year on you. And I think I got a little bit more gray than you do and less hair. Wish I had that hair back. That's okay. I love I love your stash, Rob. Rob, I, hey, I love I love your stash. I can only shave once a week. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Hey, buddy. So so, how often are you on the ice right now? How often are you training kids? What's your schedule look like? Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, uh, I start up. I'm up at five o'clock every morning. Uh, you know, I've always believed uh, early to bed, early to rise makes a, a person or an athlete healthy, wealthy, and wise. So I usually go to bed around 10 o'clock, 9.30, 10 o'clock, uh, and get up at 5. Uh, I do my morning uh, yoga stretches. And uh, and then I have, uh, you know, I have clients and athletes who come to my home gym. Uh, I work out with them from about 6 to 8 in the morning. And then uh, I'm back on these from 8.30 to about 10.30 uh, all over the GTA. Currently, I'm working with a guy named Kevin Porter uh, about two, three times a week. And so I do that. And then... Uh, have a little coffee break, uh, have some lunch, and then go back on the ice in the afternoon from about one to about four in the afternoon. And then, uh, you know, grab some dinner, spend time with the family a bit, and then go back out uh, a couple more hours at night, running around with uh, the kids doing uh, their own team stuff. But really, uh, I believe everyone's got 24 hours in a day, and uh, it's what you sort of manage your time. It's all about time management. That's one thing that I learned. In, in elementary and high school, especially in college, um, is time management. Uh, just, you know, everyone's got the same amount of time uh, in a day. It's how you choose to uh, sort of deal with it. And I like to divide into three parts, you know, eight to nine hours of sleep from about 10 to five. So I get about uh, a good seven, eight hours there. And then uh, put in a good uh, eight hour work day during the day. And then about another eight hours of, uh, you know, rest, eating well and spend time with the family. So it really is uh, all about balance and structure. That's something that, uh, you know, it's, it's been uh, very, very important to me. So routine is important to you. Absolutely. And, and you're not just a guy that preaches about it, but you, you also live it. And I think that's important for the young guys that are uh, the young athletes that are, that might be listening to this or even the older athletes routine. And I preach this also in my program. Routine is very, very important. Routine creates habits. Habits create neural pathways. Those neural pathways soon become un unconscious. That uncomfortable part of the beginning of changing a routine is that, you know, exactly that. It feels uncomfortable. It doesn't feel normal. 
but you've been doing this for how long now? 30 years? And it's 30 it plus years. Yeah. A part of your program, right? How yeah. important is that for these young kids to get on and establish a routine so that when they show up, whether it's in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening session with Eddie Choi, how important is that for them so that they're able to give their maximum effort and go all in with you when they're on the ice training? I, I, it's, it's, it's all about discipline, right? It's all about, uh, you know, having the right uh, mindset and, uh, you know, obviously with your title there and, uh, you know, starting with the right, uh, you know, sleep, sleep patterns, you got to eat right, you got to sleep right, you got to train right, you got to educate yourself. So um, I tend to deal with athletes that, uh, you know, who are very like-minded and, you know, I'm not here to, I'm not a babysitting service. Um, you know, I had to turn away many, many students and, and, and parents you know, they got the open checkbook and, and here's your money or and pay for the ice or lessons. But uh, more than that, it's 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 all about having the right attitude, uh, right positive mind frame, frame where, you know, if you're ready to work, um, you know, I have experience. I've learned from many great coaches like, uh, you know, the Brian Hupps of the world, the Bob Hopes, uh, um, uh, you know, John Fudas, Terry Weirs, uh, uh, Louis Carnavales, uh, Danny Camerons, the Peter Millers, the Paul Dennis's of the world. Um, my coaches at Ohio State, uh, uh, Jerry Walsh, Paul Pooley, Bill McKenzie. Um, these guys all have a great uh, impact in my life. And um, one thing that I've learned from all these coaches is that they, they definitely had discipline, they had structure, and they, they wanted to bring the best in you. And so if you as an athlete um, want to be better, you have to do the right things. you got to do things that help yourself. You got to sleep, get good at least eight to 10 hours. You got to eat healthy. Um, you know, and you got to be ready, be prepared both uh, on and off the ice. You got to do what it takes. Sometimes it's going to be hard to do suicides. And, you know, I have a certain system that I uh, go through, whether it's dry land or on the ice. And um, I expect uh, full participation. I got three, S and three L's and three F's. You're going to listen to me. You'll learn from me. I'll teach you I love the game. And I'll be firm. I'll be fair. I'll make it fun. So these are these little, little tips that uh, I like to share with my uh, students that, uh, you know, resonate and uh, they, they really seem to uh, feed off my energy and I feed off the energy. You know, it's a two-way street. That's very, very important. No, and, and, it, and it, sometimes it's hard to tell on a podcast, but I can tell you being around Eddie a lot lately, you, you, you can't help but laugh and smile. He's a character. He's having fun, you know, and if he brings that kind of energy into his under the ice and with the kids and the people he works with. That's why he's been able to last. And there's a lot of guys that, that, you know, have played the game and they want to get into the coaching, but they just don't last. You're, you're the, the opposite end of that. You've been able to make a career out of this. And, and that's got to be a testament to a, your commitment, your leadership, and, and the fact that, you know, you're, you've probably seen a bunch of different kids come through your system. So you're doing something right because you keep, kids keep coming back to you or now maybe they they were students and now they're they're coming back to you with their kids so so that's Absolutely. you know kudos to you and and we've had an opportunity to, to to chat about this and eddie is now introducing me into some of the guys that he has taught that are coming full circle and coming back into coming to eddie now and looking to to uh, uh do some some collaboration with with him so Eddie, let's let's take a step back now and let's talk a little bit about your story because I think that's there's there's a lot of of um, essence of who you are that relates to the the, the Korean background 
what your father and your mother are like growing up in an area of Toronto that was predominantly Italian, being Korean and playing, playing hockey. So, so share, share a little bit about what your upbringing was like, where you played, some of your accomplishments, how you got to Ohio State, because these are, these are fantastic stories to be able to share with, uh, with some of the listeners. Uh, well, just basically, I was born and raised uh, in Toronto, Toronto Western Hospital. My parents came here in the mid-60s, like most immigrant families. And uh, so I grew up in the annex. Uh, my dad was a cab driver. The, the rep players, especially the guys who want to achieve a higher level, uh, you know. And I also believe that, uh, you know, it's just not one code. Well, uh, kids have to be all in. I, I think it's uh, a question of, just uh, like I said, it's it's being disciplined with sleep, eat, uh, nutrition, training, and and the mindset. So, um, you know, ideally, my my ideal players and my mom was a nurse at, at uh, Toronto Western Hospital, and uh, then we moved up to the northwest part of Toronto near uh, Rexdale. I went to St. Dorothy's, and I grew up in a predominantly Italian neighborhood. Uh, all my neighbors were the grandparents of the Ciccolini family in front of me the Petnero family and then the Salerno family so I grew up there's the choice right in the middle (laughs) I was was the only Korean family in the middle of all these Italians and 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 it's 2020 and they're still there a lot of the the people haven't moved so parents um, too a lot of the parents like my parents moved uh, to Oakville but majority 89 percent of the families are still there and uh People don't people don't like change. They they're happy. They were content. So, anyways, uh, my you know grew up playing road hockey there, and then uh, John Nacarado and uh, Sam Ciccolini uh, saw me playing hockey uh, with the boys, and uh, they they not knowing anything, they gave me their uh, some used uh, equipment. They come on out for a skate, and uh, we went to Albion Arena, uh, home of the St. Benedict's uh, Hockey League. Oh, and, I remember uh, that rink, yeah. Albion Arena there, right? And. Yep. Uh, so that's really why I started playing at around five years old. And I took a quick learning, uh, love the game. It was very fast, very exciting. And uh, then went up to the ranks. I remember uh, I was leading score in house league. And then GTHL teams were calling. We didn't know whether to go double A, single A, triple. We had no idea. So we had a lot of coaches uh, sort of help us along the way. So Al Mason uh, with young Nats at age nine years old came to our house and uh, made, us, made us an offer to, uh, play on their hockey team. So I played with the Nats growing up at nine and ten, and then uh, with uh, with my neighbor uh, Paul and Sean Reed. I don't know, remember those guys? <laughs> yeah, Paul and Sean. I played with them. Good guys. We talked oh, about that. Great guys. Awesome. And, uh, and then uh, we uh, after that went went to the Marlies. I tried it with them. Made the team. Kept five state champs with them. Went to Henry Carr. Played uh, on the senior hockey team there with uh, the Paul Dennis, the Peter Millers, and uh, and then. Worked hard, got you know honored grades in school. Our philosophy at, at home was no school, no hockey. So academics was just as important as athletics. And Very happened to get a scholarship uh, Ohio State uh, in the late '80s, and uh, had a great career down there. And you know sometimes life is meant to be. You know if you work hard and you have certain goals, um, hockey was a big part of our life growing up, and uh, it was about um, just having fun. And that's what everyone did, and that's how we. We met all these people, like all in, you know, like-minded people. Like you know, they went to school, they had great families, played sports, and uh, so I think I have a, a lot of uh, lessons along with that. Um, 
running joke was, uh, you know, after my college career, uh, I think share the story with everyone is, yeah. uh, you know, uh, how come you didn't play after college, whatever? And it was, it was very rough at the time. There was a lot of fighting and, and uh, it was very uh, tough. Hockey. It was a different was game. Rough. Hockey was a different game yeah. back then than it is it today. Rough. It was tough. It was, uh, so it was a tougher, tougher part. I, I played more of a skill, more of a European skill game. And, uh, so Peter Miller asked me to come on out and help uh, coach, uh, the high school hockey team. And so we won three officer championships and that's where I really got into the coaching aspect. And then the running joke, all my buddies said, how come you didn't make the national hockey league? And, uh, I, I always say every time I, you know, every time I go in the corner, I'd, I'd write, open up a variety store instead and make uh, make some uh, nickels and dimes, make some money that way. <laughs> gotta be, it, look at, I'm sure you've got you've, you've got a few stories to share about you know being a Korean hockey player, right? And and oh, yeah. you know you know we we live in a very sensitive time now, and and you know right or wrong or indifferent. I mean, you know, you've developed a thick skin as an athlete, having to 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 deal with maybe some of those things that. Um, uh, you know, call them discriminated or discriminating comments or whatever yeah. it is. But, but, you know, how did you deal with those things? And, and did you let it affect you? Or did you just, do you laugh it off? How, you know, I, I didn't have to deal with those things. So I can't relate. So yeah. maybe, maybe share a couple of stories about that. Well, I grew, I grew up in Toronto, so it's very multicultural. Um, everyone treated me very well. So I believe if you treat others with respect and have good energy, you're going to get that back. If you if you play all woes me or if you feel kind of sorry or you feel like a victim, then I think people will prey on that. So uh, you know, I, I I had great parents and they always said, hey, if 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 Rob can do it, if Johnny can do it, Eddie, you can do it as well. And you know, uh, hockey is in sports especially breaks all barriers. And so you know, if a coach really wants you, they don't care what nationality you are. If you're good, if you're a great goaltender, if you're a great defenseman, great forward. Uh, you're, you know, you have integrity, you have intelligence, you have good energy. Uh, people around you will, will, will be really good to you. Some guys jab me, but you know, and then they, they wink at you, you know, just because, you know, they make fun of you. And, but you're right, Rob. I think, you know, when you develop a thick skin, uh, I, I learned to laugh it off. Uh, but then going to Columbus, it was uh, a little different. Uh, you know, it was a lot more, uh, uh, a little different like Toronto's very very multicultural right. and so is the sta uh, states but um you know those who didn't know me you know they you know some people thought I was a stick boy or water boy or met part of the medical training staff <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh Eddie but that you got to tell that story that you that's a that funny story. one uh so you know I, I go down there and uh uh my freshman year and some of the guys said hey do you mind give me some tape and some uh some gauze or some uh, tape and sticks. I said, just, just, me. just to give everybody uh, a little bit of context. There's always people that are always helping out around the yeah. teams, whether it's whatever sport it is, hockey, football, whatever. And, and so you, it, it's sometimes hard to know who is who. Okay. And, and Eddie doesn't look like a big, you know, menacing hockey player, right? He's a, a little Korean guy from Toronto. So, so just to kind of create that context. And so now here he is, he's a freshman down at Ohio State, and he shows up at the locker room. Yeah. And uh, basically, this guy, hey, guys, give, give some tape. Give me some bandages. Uh, you know, I think some of the guys thought I was part of the training staff, medical team. Some of them thought I was part of the hockey team, the trainer. So uh, they told me, they, they say, give me this, give me that. I said, uh, not so fast. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here as one of the boys. So... Uh, <laughs> Hey, well, it's okay. You like can that. swear well, on here, Eddie. Yeah. We we can say, you know, I, I love the first version you gave me. Holy fuck! I'm a guy. I'm a fucking player. I'm not the stick boy. 
I'm, I'm a player, but I'm a hockey player. I'm here to play. So that kind of, that sort of that sort of resonated. Yeah, that sort of resonated with me, and uh, then I realized to myself, you know what? Okay, and I just shrugged it off. But it gave me motivation to really uh, uh, do oh, well. So my first my first game against Chicago, Illinois, happened to score a hat trick. I scored uh, five points, uh, five six points that weekend, and uh, you know really uh, resonated with the fan base. And even to this day, as an uh, you know as an alumni. Uh, and as you know, Rob, when you went to Michigan Tech, you know, the allegiance that you have in college, it, it's forever with you. And that's your home. That's my home away from home. Uh, I know when you go to back home to Michigan Tech and I go to my alumni, but it just it's just like it's timeless. It's, it's just a great place to be. Great memories and a lot of uh, just good friendships. Great thing. A lot of learning experiences that I've learned down there. And uh, I carry this to this day. Yeah. So three goals in your first game. That's quite an accomplishment. Is that, is that still, is that an NCAA record? Or an Ohio the, the, record? It's still an NCAA record. And uh, so be proud of that, man. First... here he is. Yeah, we're tired. Well, Korean guy from Toronto holds a record for the three fastest goals scored in an NCAA division one hockey game. Your yeah, season. That's true. Right. Awesome. Absolutely. That's in the record books. Yeah. Thank you. You get to carry that with you when they ask you to go get tape and a coffee. <laughs> there you go here's three goals here's three goals go. of a cup of coffee yeah. and what have you some done? tape sticks and tape there you go that's awesome yeah. pal good stuff great stories you know and 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 those are the things that that i think people want to want to hear they like to hear the stories it helps them assimilate to you and what you're doing and you know and now here you you are you you've come full circle with it okay you didn't go on and have a pro career the game was a little bit different you made a choice the, the, you know, the world, the universe, however you want to call it, presented you with options. And at this point, you made an, you, you, you chose not to pursue it, but you had a door open up that allowed you to get into coaching. Absolutely. Right. And it allowed yep. you to stay connected to the game and give back to, to, you know, the kids that were coming up behind you. Yep. And then take oh, those experiences yeah. that you had growing up in the city, playing in the GTHL or the MTHL back when you and I played, yep. you know, your junior career, and then four years of college on a scholarship. And now, you know, be able to help some of these young guys achieve their goals. I mean, I don't think there's anything better than that. And you stay connected no. to the game. Well, I think, I think there, there's something to be said, like, I, I, I truly believe if, if you're passionate about something, uh, you know, hockey is a big part of your game, but more than hockey, it's just life skills. And, uh, whether what, no matter what sport you play, whether it's soccer, swimming, gymnastics, uh, art, whatever discipline you choose, I think uh, you know just having a, a good um, balance. Balance is important, and just really being disciplined. Whatever uh, sport or whatever you, you choose to do as an athlete or a musician, artist, just go through it. I, I, I you know, I was always taught if you start something, you finish it. You know, it's like at school, you start the school in September, you know, we're, right now we're in the pandemic or doing things online, Zoom meetings, and we're all getting used to this. But I, I, I truly believe that uh, if you want to be successful, you got to be structured. You got to start when you finish. Um, you know, there's nothing perfect. In life. life is not a an upward, uphill battle. It's, it's all ups and downs and ebbs and flows. And it's how you deal with the lows. You don't want to go too low. You don't want to go too high. You just want to stay steady and just really... Steady Eddie. Really steady Eddie, steady Eddie, That's you know, and, and just consistent. really, you know, just be, be consistent is the key. I a hundred percent, Rob, you gotta be very consistent. Awesome, man. And I mean, you're, you're doing some great things. You know, I've had an opportunity to spend some time with Eddie lately and 
He's, uh, he, he's opened up his kimono for me to try to get back into the game that I walked away from 25 years ago. And it's relationships like this that, you, you know, are encouraging uh, and have allowed me to come back and build my brand. Um, and, you know, Eddie has done everything he can on, on his end to, you know, because he believes in, in the mindset side. And I think that there's, there's the, you know, the game is coming full circle. The kids today are probably bigger, stronger, faster physically than we ever have seen. And, and that's predominant in most sports. And I think where we're at right now is, is what's the advantage? How do these kids get an advantage in the game now? Being all things physically are equal. And, and I think we're starting to understand that that mindset you know, and, and whether you knew about it or not, Eddie, you know, and you were consciously thinking about it, creating routine, creating structure, the way that you think, you know, the way that you are able to not let other people's opinions of you drag you down. I mean, you're, you know, you're dealing with a, an invincible mindset um, from the time that you were young, right? Now it just, we, we put a label on it and we call it something, we call it mindset, Right. So how can we take what you're doing, what I'm doing and add some incremental value? And I think this is where uh, opportunities like this will start to present themselves. Absolutely, Rob. I think uh, what you said, like, you know, uh, I think a lot of the athletes back then, uh, unconscious, all the, the, the right ones were kind of self-motivated. And it's hard to sometimes, you know, uh, train on your own, whether it's on the ice or in the gym. Uh, you always wanted a, a train partner. You wanted a coach. And I think in what you're doing here, which I really uh, admire, is is the mindset and the mind coach. Where you know sometimes when you're you're feeling down, I remember going through four or five games and uh, without a point, and I thought I'm supposed to score. You know, I wish I could go on a Zoom call and call a guy like Coach Rob, like yourself, and say, "What's going on? Maybe I'm holding my stick too tight. Maybe I'm thinking too much, and or maybe I'm not eating right." And you know, I think someone to have a program like this, uh, you know, will definitely. Uh, help I think you know always you know maybe sometimes you can't talk to a head coach or an assistant coach you know I think programs like this it's a third party you're more you're very objective in terms of uh, what you're what you're going to do you're not on you're not on the coach side you're not on the you're, you're sort of really really objective and I think I think there's a huge um, opportunity here for what you're doing and especially my students and what I believe what you're going to do and and uh, is it, just that is just you give an honest evaluation of where someone is, where they want to go and how you can help them achieve it. That's why, uh, you know, I think what you're doing is, is a great thing, Rob. And, uh, you know, uh, I'd love to be continue to be part of it, to help you bring you more athletes and give you connections so that, you know, you could sort of, sort of bridge the gap. Like, I think you're, you know, there's a skills, there's this hockey coach or the X and O's, there's skills coaches like myself who do more of the skills. Uh, there's nutritionists. But really, the mind is uh, really an untapped uh, area where, you know, especially in, in this age with mental awareness, mental health, with COVID, um, I think I think more and more people uh, need this program. And uh, you're doing you're going to do a remarkable job, Rob. Well, I appreciate that support, Eddie. I certainly do. And and you know, I think what it does is it adds incremental value to people like yourself. Right. I'm not coming in. And, and although I've got some experience playing the game, my objective is to work um, in conjunction with with 
with coaches and with instructors like yourself, you guys, as you mentioned, you know, there's coaches that do the X's and O's. They got 20, you know, anywhere from 17 to 25 kids to worry about, right? right. They're, they're not right. there to manage every single one of them. And, 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 and let me preface that, you know, to sit down and do a deeper dive with each one of these kids yeah. about what they're thinking about, right? A lot of that, you know, back in our time was something we took on ourselves. And this is where the root of my program was developed is on those times when I was, you know, either in a slump or I wasn't playing or to your point, you know, you were going through a period where, you know, you have this label of being a goal scorer and it's four or five games and, you know, you're not scoring. So you're compounding, you know, those, those problems in your mind, probably when you leave the rink and you're looking for that, that blue pill or that red pill to take, it's going to break <laughs> you out of that slump. But really the, right. the, the key to that lies between your ears. And what we're not taught is how to unlock that. And, and, you know, my goal is to, is to show people how to unlock that within themselves and give them the tools and the techniques. So they're not burdening their coaches and, you know, or their parents or their skills coaches or their trainers with it and, and giving them the tools themselves through guided practice that I, that I would show them to create that mental playbook so that they're better prepared, you know, in the morning, their routines are, are structured their, their head is in the game when they're on the ice with you or in a game situation with their, with their team or their coaches. And then they've got a recovery program after that. And so, uh, it, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for the opportunity that, that you have opened up for me to your clients and look forward to great things, Eddie. So one of the things I want to talk about, because this is about, this is about Eddie, this isn't about Rob today. It's, you, you know, you talk about a program that you have that, that is a little bit different. Why don't you tell, tell the audience a little bit about the Eddie Choice system and, and why yours is a little bit different. And, and, you know, you've already touched on the kind of kids that you want to work with, kids that are, that are all in. So maybe share a little bit about that. You have different, te different teachers and different voices. Sometimes mom and dad, uh, will, they'll always love you and they'll always be there for you. Uh, there's certain coaches who will be your head coach, your assistant coach, or your goalie coaches. But I also believe that, you know, uh, it takes a village to raise a, a player or a child. You know, I, I'm dealing with a lot of guys who are getting ready to get drafted next level, the OHL, NCAA, and it's really, uh, it's, the fine, it's the fine little details that separate the good from great. Uh, and whether it's the mindset, whether it's, you know, shooting an extra four or 500 pucks on the ice, whether it's power skating. I think it's a combination of all of those things, you know. wants that little extra edge. But little, little, you know, how can we add value to that athlete? And I, I, I really believe it is definitely between the years where, you know, sometimes they've heard enough from me. They've heard from enough from mom and dad or that where you get a guy at mind coach like you, Rob, and you don't know them or, and you're a third party, you're totally objective. You, you, you'll see where their strengths and weaknesses are. Maybe, Hey, maybe this isn't working. And it's just maybe a light bulb that goes off. And, and if you can help that athlete just change, maybe 1% or 2%, that's all they need. And, uh, that's why I think this mindset program is, is very, very valuable. Right? Well, I, I appreciate that again. Um, you, you know, I, so, and I think, you know, obviously I want to be able to add some value to all of the things that you're teaching on the ice. So you've been doing this for 30 years, Eddie. I'm sure you've seen a, a few players come through your system. Uh, here's your opportunity to do a little bit of name dropping. Um, share some of the names of some of the people that you've had an opportunity to work with over the years. 
And, and, and if you if you don't want to like go go to Eddie's been, website, we're going like to share that at the end try, of the day. Trying, he's got a bunch of pictures of all the people he's worked with, so it's amazing. Like I, I've trained over twenty thousand, and it's just so many. Like when I go to rinks, and rinks are, are a part of my life, and um, you know, it's just numbers. And I'm very proud of all, all of my students. And you know, when you when, when you walk through the uh, the mall or a restaurant, and you know, walk from park and say, "Hey, Coach Eddie," you know, you want you you sort of impact not only as an athlete on the ice, but just as, you create them as a good human being. You want them to be good members of society, and they've gone on to become teachers, doctors, lawyers. And I really think that uh, that's really what I'm really most proud about. They've gone on to get married and have now start their fa uh, young families of their own. So, like you said earlier, life is a, a circle. One of my favorite movies is uh, the Circle of Life, uh, Simba uh, <laughs> and uh, Lion King. You know, it's just the, the Lion King, not the Circle of Life, Lion King. And it's just really the, the Circle of Life, you know. You treat others like you like to be treated. And, um, you know, guys like Mike Camilleri, Jason Spezza, John Tavares, P.K. Subban, Ryan O'Mara, uh, Andrew Cogliano. Uh, you know, I've taught all these guys uh, growing up as kids. Uh, uh, Steve and Jason Pinizzato, we had lunch with at uh, Harper's Landing the, the other day. And. Just, just reconnecting with them. Uh, you know, they're, a lot of them are, are finishing their hockey careers, coming back and uh, getting all with their professionalized. Something innately brings them back to, to the game of hockey, whether it's they have helped their kids with their minor hockey or their own schools. I, I really believe that um, birds of a feather flock together, uh, mastermind, like all like-minded people working towards a common goal uh, and, and having that different voice. I really believe that that's why I'm, I'm a very inclusive. I just don't, I don't know. I, I've never invented the game of hockey. I've never invented, uh, you know, a nutrition. We all learn from each other. And uh, that's why I think it's very valuable to learn a little bit from everyone. That's, that's, that's the key. Yeah, no, good stuff, Eddie. I mean, you bring up a lot of great points there. And, and, you know, one of the things that, that I think is most important is although, you know, you know, we, we focus on a particular game and trying to help, our students become the best in that game. Um, what I really like about your approach and your your answer there is that you know you're most proud of what they become when the game is over, and you know and I think this is one of the things that a lot of kids need to understand is this is just a game. You know maybe you'll be one of the you know the 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 less than one percent that will be fortunate enough to play at a high level to get paid and make a career, but that's the odds are stacked against you. And, and so what we're really building are we're building a foundation for the rest of your life. And that starts with the game and the team sports and the attitude and the routines and the habits and the training and all of these things can be applied to your, your life the day that you decide the game is over. Or, or some other factor decides that the game is over because we never know what's around the corner, you know. And um, but but it's always something that we can come back to. And and as Eddie refers to, you know, the circle of life. Here I am, 25 years later, coming back to the game that in the back of my mind and deep in my soul I've always loved, um, and I allowed it to leave a bad taste in my mouth when I walked away. And now I want to be able to come back and work with individuals like Eddie and, and some of the other folks that I've, that I've had on my podcast and be able to share some of those stories 
in in the hopes that we can help some of these young young athletes, aspiring athletes, high performance athletes, avoid some of the landmines. Um, make sure that when they wake up in the morning, they're 100 percent committed. Uh, Eddie likes to use the word the the term a uh, uh, hundred a uh, hundred or nothing. And uh, 100% or nothing, 100% or nothing. And, and my tagline is all in. So, you, you know, we talk about, you know, like-minded people and this, these are the kind of individuals we're looking for. You know, you got to be all in it, it's a hundred percent or nothing. And that's the only way that if you, you have to adjust your thinking so that you can, you can get the most out of whatever that goal or that vision is and, and hockey and sports are not the end all be all. There is a life after that. So understanding that there's a balance um, and, and Eddie's a great example of that um, the way that he conducts his life and there's family and, and there's, there's time that's dedicated for that. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's a great community person. And that's one of the reasons I, I reached back out to Eddie after all of these years is because, you know, I was watching him on, on, uh, social media and he's, he's laughing and he's <laughs> smiling and he's having fun and he's taking pictures with people and, and he's got a great sense of family and community. And I think that's so important. Um, Eddie, I'm going to ask you a question here. And it's something that I ask a, a lot of the people that come on my podcast. Well, it's the one question I ask for sure. And, and that's if your life was a billboard on the road of life, what would your billboard say? What would it say? I'd say, uh, just enjoy the ride, enjoy the ride, uh, enjoy each moment. Uh, life is a journey. It's not a race. Um, you know, I really believe everyone's always, you know, we live in a rat race. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're always like a mouse running on this, uh, treadmill and go, 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 go. But, you know, I've learned as I'm getting older, you got to appreciate every day. You got to appreciate stop and smell the roses. You got to have a, a coffee or a beer with your buddy, have, go have lunch and, uh, you know, eat, eat healthy, eat really well. Uh, when it's time to go to school, you know, uh, really do well in school and, and really focus on your books and get, get it done. Um, uh, you know, and then when it's time to train, train, when it's time to play hockey, listen to your coach, but everything has a time and place, uh, time to joke around. And like, I love to have fun like anybody else. And, uh, but you gotta be disciplined. You gotta know when, when to do it, when not to do it. And I, you know, maybe that's the Asian uh, part of me. My, my mom and dad are Korean and we grow very, very disciplined. Uh, but, there's something to be said for uh, for discipline, for routines, for good habits, and uh, I am just going to show you. This uh, is the, this, younger, the, this is the biggest billboard I've ever gotten. I think this is about nine oh, billboards so right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. So enjoy enjoy the journey, Rob. Enjoy the enjoy journey. The journey. I, love I love it. No, do, see, this is what I mean, folks. You, you know, enjoy, you go enjoy with Eddie, you're just going to laugh. He, he's uh, he, he's full of energy and charisma and. Uh, uh, I, I just, he's a pleasure to be around and you know what? We can joke and we can have fun. Eddie, um, you know, where can people find you? Anybody that's listening, where can they find you? What's the best place? Uh, you can check out my website at eddietroyhockey.ca. I'm on Instagram, eddietroyhockey. I'm on Facebook. Uh, you know, just Google my name and, uh, awesome dude. We have a little bit of technical issue there, but we'll have to cover that up. But, um, uh, just at the end, but, but you know what, Eddie, always a pleasure. Um, and, uh, I look forward to, uh, to, to continuing our collaboration. I think we got some great things ahead. Okay. Um, we're going to yep. definitely have to have, uh, 
have Mr. Choi back on the podcast because he's a fantastic Love guest you. and he always brings a smile to uh, always brings a smile to, to my face and hopefully he'll bring a little bit of value to you guys listening as well. Eddie, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say goodbye for now, but not forever, my friend. All right, appreciate you coming on and um, uh, right. EddieChoyHockey.ca and at EddieChoyHockey on Instagram. That's where you can find him. He's doing some great things. If you're in the um, happen to be in the West Toronto area, but I can tell you right now, this guy's not afraid to get in his car and go for a ride to to go and pay you a visit and offer his uh, his expertise. Eddie, thanks again. Appreciate having you. Well, guys, that was uh, 40 minutes with uh, Eddie Choi. I hope you got something out of it. You can see Eddie is a very passionate and committed individual, loves working with young guys. And, um, you know, um, Eddie's billboard, just enjoy the ride. Uh, I, I think that covers a lot of it. He certainly has fun at what he does. And you can check him out at uh, EddieChoyHockey.com. Um, and you can find him on Instagram by that handle as well. Again, guys, thanks for tuning in. Hope you got something valuable out of listening to the story about my Korean buddy, Eddie Choi, making it, uh, getting a scholarship and playing NCAA hockey. Um, and uh, hopefully if you did get something, you please remember to leave a like, a comment, and share, uh, share the podcast with your friends. Until next time, thanks for joining in. And remember... If you're going to get anything out of it, you got to go all in.